You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios, hour number three, covering down on the local, the state, the national, all the issues, man. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, this is that time of the week. I enjoyed this. This is is Wednesday at 4 o'clock. We get together with some of my brethren who've been doing this longer than me. Uh, We call it the Grand Council. And uh, I got uh, two guys on the line right now. They're going to join me for pinging each other with questions and seeing what our thoughts are across the conservative spectrum. So uh, I'll just call the roll. So from uh, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, Cumulus Broadcasting's WVNN, Dale Jackson, are you here? Oh. Outstanding. Hey, by the way, I got a shout out to Dale Jackson from one of my listeners who says thank you for replacing the news breaks with uh, Fox as opposed to ABC. <laughs> it means they quit contradicting me every time we go to break. <laughs> um, all right. Then we also got uh, from uh, the Jeff Poor Show down at uh, FM Talk 106.5 and also the executive editor of 1819 News. Jeff Poor, are you here? I am present. You are indeed. All right, Boomer, I pronounce a quorum. Hit it. Assemble the Grand Council. Ta-da! Ta-da! All right, fellas, you know the deal. Uh, we ask the other questions. We don't even know the questions in advance. We just ping each other and see what we do. I'm going to take the first one this time. Uh, so McCarthy just lost for a sixth round of Votorama on the floor of the House. Which, you know, by the way, I, I, my show, I've been saying this is healthy debate. I'm glad to see actual open, transparent debate. But here's my question for you. Is it time for a compromise candidate? Are we going to see somebody else in the Republican ranks that's going to wind up being the replacement for McCarthy? Are we there yet? Jeff Poor, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're going to see it. I, I, no one's going to budge. And, uh, you know, 20 is a big number. Yeah. And I, I, I would say this. If the number had been changing this whole time then maybe, but this isn't going anywhere. This is, this is rest in peace. You mean changing in favor of uh, McCarthy has been changing. Away uh, from or either way. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, what, what, Byron Donalds has gone both ways, but no, I think, uh, I think he is, uh, I, I, I think he's toast. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it too. He lost another one this afternoon for the last two votes. Uh, Victoria Sparts uh, has voted uh, present in order to not support anybody. Um, so that's that's he's, he's twenty one down now. Uh, Dale Jackson, what you think, bud? Well, it's looking more and more like it. I mean, it looks more and more like they will uh, eventually have to come up with somebody else because these twenty people apparently have nothing to lose. So they've just decided there's <laughs> there's nothing to lose by bailing or excuse me by by hanging firm here. So why not? Why not do it? Uh, they've already been told they're going to lose their committee assignments. So now they basically have to hold firm or they lose their committee assignments. So uh, I thought that was a smart play at the time. But uh, it I, doesn't I, look like it now. Uh, you know, I, I look at it and I, and I think it, it may be about that time too. I don't know what they're going to come up with today. They've adjourned until eight o'clock. By the way, if it's real, I think it is. I just saw a press release put out by Trump. He's, he's removed his support from McCarthy. Go figure. Um, <laughs> And, and claims that McCarthy has greatly disappointed him because he didn't keep some promises he made oh to Trump on the God. phone last night or something crazy. Oh but um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I tend to agree. I think that by tomorrow we're going to have to start seeing the rise of a uh, compromised candidate. I don't 
Let me stay on this for one more minute, guys. Has Byron Donald's been there long enough to be respected as the potential speaker? What do you think, uh, Jeff? No, it's not going to be him. He's just a placeholder yeah. for somebody to vote for. He's, he's not, no, they're not going to make him speaker. You, Dale? Yeah, no no chance. He's just there uh, to show that the, the crack was in the dam, and now they're just waiting for that crack to burst free. That's all, right. all this is. Fair enough. Dale, go ahead and take the next question. What you got? It, who will be the first Alabama Republican uh, to bail on McCarthy? Uh, who will be the first? Because there's going to have to be one, obviously. Who will be the first to go? Maybe Barry Moore, in my opinion. I, I was surprised that Barry's already been voting for McCarthy. He was weak on him but, uh, until just uh, right before the vote, uh, Jeff. Yeah, and I think he said publicly on April Marie Fogel's radio show uh, earlier that he is going to uh, he did, did McCarthy needed to consider taking a step back. Oh, so he said that today on another show? I believe so. That's what I'm told. Uh, I need to go verify it independently, but I'm told that he made comments as such. Ah, well, he's not on the record yet, but uh, that could get dicey tonight. Then we'll see. Uh, your own question, Dale. What are you thinking? That's kind of reckless speculation that I like, Jeff Poor. Um, listen, <laughs> I, I think that it, it probably is Barry Moore. I, I've talked uh, to a couple of congressmen, and they seem pretty hardcore behind their support of McCarthy. But eventually, someone's got to go, and it was you know Barry Moore. Robert Adderholt, Dale Strong, those were the three uh, that if I were to, to rank who was going to go, uh, eventually it'd be one of those three. Uh, Dale Strong being a distant third, obviously. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Barry Moore would have to be the guy, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be Barry. I mean, Barry's a member of the Freedom Caucus anyway, and that's kind of his group. But, um, all right, Jeff Rowe, what question you got for round one of the Grand Council? What's what's more likely here, that McCarthy gets it done with Democrats or that he gets out of the way and it's Steve Scalise? Well, you stole my question. Um, I, 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 I tell you what, he better not go with Dems because if he does, if he actually sides with Dems to get the seat, then he absolutely is everything he's been saying he's not. Um, and, uh, and that's exactly what we don't want. We don't want to see a majority taken back from Nancy Pelosi only to have Nancy Pelosi help side with Kevin McCarthy to get him in the seat. And, uh, so, um, don't do it or there's going to be a lynching on Capitol Hill in my words. Uh, Dale. Well, I, I think you're probably right. There'll be a lot of very angry people out there. Uh, but you know, again, I think one of the bigger problems that you're going to have here is once they back him into that corner, why not? I mean, why not do it? If they backed him into the corner, why not uh, pull the trigger and say, okay, uh, I'll work with Democrats. I, I just don't see uh, what is to keep him from doing such a, such a thing, uh, even though, you know, people will view it as, as traitorous and treasonous and all this other stuff uh, to the Republican cause. I mean, it's not like the Republicans are, are being all that loyal to him, at least those 20. So, so, I mean, why not make a deal with Democrats if you think you can save the day? Uh Okay, I tell you what, Jeff, your own question before I follow up on that. What are you, what are you thinking about it? it? It won't work because he'll lose Republican votes. He'll lose more Republicans than he'll gain in Dems if he starts to do that. It's a fool's errand. So, you, you know, you go to the Democrats, and then all of a sudden, you're going to start losing You're going to start losing votes. That will cause McCarthy to lose votes, and I, I think he loses more net-net than he gains. Um, you know what? I, I, I agree. And, and I, I tell you what, that's, that's, that's my follow-up too. I was going to say, if he does that, I think he, he winds up being somewhere in the 30 to 40, uh, that are not supporting him and it's irrecoverable at that point. Uh, so is I, it I, irrecoverable? I think uh, it's, because it's, 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 well, it's, hold it's on. he pulls it off. It's not irrecoverable. If, I mean, he's if, not going to pull it off. He can't pull it off because he, he will lose. 
He'll lose. He'll lose two Republican votes for every one he gains. Democrat. Hold on. Hold on. That means that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pull their votes in the moment. Yes. Yes. I mean, okay. I think right. I think if he comes to the floor and you start seeing, hey, wait a minute, what just happened? Why are those Democrats voting for McCarthy? I'm not getting on board with this. I think you'll see a revolt on the floor. I think you would. Okay. Um, and it, it could get real ugly at that point. And then all of a sudden, the guy who McCarthy's been claiming to be on every news show and in every campaign commercial and all the speeches he's making to raise money for the Republican caucus is out the window because he just became Nancy Pelosi's stooge. That's what's going to happen. There. I said it. <laughs> all right. Round one. Uh, lively. And all on one topic, too, by the way. Uh, let's do this, Boomer. Let's take the break about one minute earlier than usual. We'll come right back and we'll do round two of the Grand Council. That flew by. And that just flew by. All right. Phil Williams, along with Dale Jackson and uh, Jeff Poor, Grand Council, Wednesdays at four. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. We're going right back to the Grand Council with uh, Jeff Poor from FM Talk 106.5 and 1819 News, and uh, Dale Jackson from WVNN up in Huntsville and Yellowhammer News himself. All right, fellas, uh, I think I've got the first question on uh, round number two. Uh, so I tell you what, I'm going to stick with this whole thing about the Speaker of the House deal. Uh, I think it was 1859. Like the last time we actually had more than one vote cast to get to the speaker, it only took three, and that was in like 1923. And then 1859, I think it was, we had like 133 consecutive votes. It took them all the way into February. Here's my question for you. How long is too long? How long should this go? Um, it has to go until it goes, but you know what I'm saying. How long is too long on this, Jeff? Uh, probably tonight. I, I just, if, if McCarthy <laughs> doesn't get it done today... Just got to, he's got to, he's leaking oil. And here's the deal. It's not just the, these, these freedom caucus guys, but you're starting to hear that the Don Bacon's and Dan Crenshaw's yeah. they're, they're talking to the other side. He'll start losing moderate Republicans. So he's, he's leaking from both sides. Uh, he, nothing's changed and people are kind of getting tired of like, why are we, why are we have to go through this? If you can't get the job done, he, he McCarthy, he wants to stick to his guns, but I, I don't think there's going to be that tight for it. And, and you know what's crazy, too, is he's already physically moved into the Speaker's office, which I find to be a bit presumptive. Uh, but he's already he already moved boxes and, and staff into the Speaker's uh, office suite. Uh, Dale, your thoughts? How long too long? Yeah, that was a, a little bit of a boneheaded move on his part, especially since the way they've used it against him uh, here. Yeah, I think it has to get done here relatively soon. I, I think they're getting kind of tired of this. And, you know, I, I think the whole thing, Really, you find this uh, very unseemly, and I think people feel that way about the whole thing, and I think they're kind of tired of it, and it's making them look bad on their first day, the gang that can't shoot straight, all that jazz, and I think people are getting just kind of frustrated with it. See, I, I, got, a, I got a bit of a different read on it, though. I, I, I gave my whole monologue today to the idea that this is democracy in action, that what we're seeing is healthy. Pelosi's regime didn't allow open debate. They didn't allow 
committee amendments. They didn't allow transparency. And, uh, and we've, we've actually got democracy working in front of the TV cameras, and people are actually seated, not doing proxy votes and doing roll call, and they're working it out. So, I mean, I'm not there yet. I, I think this is, this is healthy in the democracy sense, uh, and it's certainly a change for where we would have been under Pelosi's regime. But um, that's just my thoughts. Um, who had the next question? Dale, I think you're next. All right, I kind of want to come back here uh, to maybe not the hardcore political world. Is football in trouble? Uh, I know everyone likes to say, oh, it's the vaccine, uh, myocarditis, and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, But instead, what you have here is a a relatively healthy guy, and it looks like the the actual blow to his chest uh, put him into cardiac arrest, and, and a lot of people are very worried about that. How much does this hurt football? Is football in serious trouble? Uh, you can go first, Jeff. I, I don't think so. There's, uh, you know, this the, the 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 moral outrage, the virtue signaling, it's all coming from. Uh, it's either coming from a place where sports writers who want to be more important than uh, than they should be, or it's just the usual suspect. So I, I this will this will pass, and I you know I, it's not even clear that this was necessarily a, you know, solely a football related injury. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think what you're, I think it's, I don't think it's going to hurt football in the long run. They may have some protocols for, you know, advanced physicals, but supposedly they all have advanced physicals before they even get on the field in the first place. So I, I, I mean, I look at this, what a horrible situation and how horrible would it have been to be on the sidelines uh, watching one of your teammates have CPR performed on him literally on the field. But all that to say every sports pundit, that I've seen over the last few days has said that in all their years of being a sports pundit, they have never seen this happen before. So you can't take a one-off and change the overall dynamic. You might see some protocols, but I don't think it's going to hurt football in terms of the fan base and the ability to, to, you know, make money. Uh, your own question, Dale, what are you thinking? No, I don't think so. I, I think there'll be a push and I think people will, will make a lot of noise about it, but I, I think both of you are correct in your analysis that says this is coming from a place that is not sports related or those people who say, Hey, we should have shut down sports altogether over the last couple of years. So (laughs) these are people who are not really coming at it from a good place. Yeah. Let's find a serious person to talk about it. Um, All right, Jeff, what you got, man? Last question for the round. So knowing what we know about the speaker's race and it's, it's been uh, tumultuous and pretty much a disaster. What are the next two years going to look like uh, in Washington, DC? How is how is that going to go? Just the dynamic of a Democrat White House, a Democrat Senate, and not really sure what the House is going to become, but a presumably Republican. What, what I mean, you, you, are they going to be able to do even get a standing committee on Hunter Biden in the House? So I think the short answer is yeah, they're going to get there. Um, I, 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 I think the another part of the healthiness of this debate we're in right now is that if they truly achieve the concessions being asked for by the uh, Freedom Caucus, or at least some of them, I think that's good for the overall. And we're going to wind up seeing some rule changes. We're going to see some floor votes on things that people have been avoiding for years, like term limits, uh, just an up or down. I mean, and they know it's not going to win, but, it, but putting people on the record is also significant. So I, I really think that what we're looking at here is going to wind up making it stronger in the long run. And then, you know, my only concern, though, is all the investigations, everything they've talked about is investigate this, investigate that. I want to see some freaking policy. I want to see something that says we care about public policy. And so um, that's my concern is they, they've got to move forward on policy, knowing that they have to put the Senate on the spot because the Senate's not going to help them a lot. At the very least, put them on the spot uh, and make them work. Um, Dale, what are you thinking? 
Well, I, I think you're right. I, I think that, you, like you said, the policy stuff is is correct. But like you said, it's going to fail in the Senate anyway. So you're going to see a lot of show votes and things like that, which I'm fine with. I mean, draw the distinction between where these parties stand. I, I have absolutely no problem uh, with that. I think you're going to get that, whether it's Kevin McCarthy or Jim Jordan or Matt Gates. I, I think you'll get that kind of stuff, which is kind of why I think the whole thing is kind of stupid in, in, at the end of the day. It all seems rather ridiculous because they're quibbling over very small differences and causing big problems because of it. How long do these problems last? I don't know, but here's what I do know. At the end of all of this, for the next two years, if Kevin McCarthy is the speaker, it's going to be, oh, this just must be something Kevin McCarthy had to give them to get speaker. And if he loses, it will become, oh yeah, this is exactly why they had to stop Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin McCarthy becomes a good guy. Uh, in the eyes of the media, so it should be interesting to watch. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think some of these are are, are are tacky little things. I mean, I think when you look at it and say, hey, we're going to make it so that bills have to be on the floor for a certain period of time before they go to a floor vote to give everybody a chance to read it, that's just good public policy. And then when you look at things like we're going to bring a vote to the floor up or down on term limits and put everybody on the record, I think that's a good idea. Um, so these concessions, I mean – they may seem like they're not much in the big scheme, but they're things that have been not allowed to happen by the establishment, and I but think it's time to move up. past it. He, he gave them everything they wanted, He, he did right? give them some of it. He did. But there's some floor votes he's been asking for, but not everything. And so right now, he still doesn't have the – and by the way, he's known since November who the caucus was going to be, and why is he waiting till now to try and work it out? He didn't, he didn't do his, he didn't do his you know, right. pre-work, I guess is what I'm trying to say. All right, gentlemen. Appreciate you. Uh, another good round. By the way, um, in case you didn't know, uh, United Bandlines just named uh, Alabama as the number 10th best state to move to in terms of all their bandlines. Oh, that's unfortunate because we're full. Sorry, <laughs> there's, there's just, there's, we're full. I'm sorry. You can't keep coming here. We're all full. Sorry. <laughs> well, nonetheless, uh, things looking up. Uh, we'll see where it goes. All right, fellas. Hey, appreciate you. Happy New Year to you. We'll see you soon. All right, good round of the uh, of the Grand Council. Uh, gets a little lively sometimes, um, but uh, those guys, man, I tell you what, I can't tell you how much I appreciate Dale Jackson. He's the reason why I got into radio, uh, and then Jeff Poor has been a huge support to me all along the way. So uh, to both of them, thank you, fellas. Happy New Year. Look forward to working with you in the days to come. All right, listen, that's the end of the Grand Council for today. We'll come right back. I'll take a stab at uh triple dipper number three it's open season on esg y'all stay tuned